I'm Brandon Carey. I'm Jason Grady. This is the Medic Class Citizen Podcast. I plan on saying something <laughs> stupid, so I'll just cut that out. <laughs> we plan on you doing that, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm going to put my phone on silent. At least I hit record. <laughs> oh, did, have you done that before? Oh, yeah. We were oh, talking about my that. gosh. We were recording last night and we talked about how that's why we haven't hit it big yet. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> said some pretty important stuff that never got recorded and we forgot about it. Yeah. Who were you talking to last night? Oh, no, we were just doing some stuff last night. But so, yeah. Uh, okay. For, but yeah, early yeah. back when we were recording at um, at the school. Yeah. We're sitting there. I, what we did like 45 minutes. Like, man, this is great. Yeah. It was like the best one we had ever yeah, done. Like, this is awesome. Yeah. I looked down and I was like, oh, like, shit, Jason. <laughs> I never hit record. <laughs> the best podcast you have. No one's ever yeah, heard No one ever heard of it. <laughs> yeah. It's like the biggest fish you catch, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, man. <laughs> professional outfit. Like, like we told the yeah. folks at the trauma conference, you get what you pay for. That's exactly yeah. right. <laughs> exactly. You pay us nothing, expect to get nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Bill Scandrett was watching those videos. He was like, I could hear you and Jason giggling in the background. <laughs> I'm just like, so? We were the audience, dude. Yeah. Oh, like during the conference thing? Yes. Oh, yes. oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. I didn't either, but you know what? It made it more real. Made it a lot yeah. more real. All right, everybody. Welcome to a new project that we have, Medic Class Leadership. So this is... Uh, I think we're pretty excited about this. We have Jason Grady with us. Yeah, this uh, leadership thing. As you're as you're listening to that, you're probably thinking, "Yeah, you and everybody else." Every you know, leadership is the biggest buzzword right now. Everybody's got the famous quote that's going to change your life, or you know, the greatest anecdote um, of a leader. And uh, so, we just really want to take some time to really focus on EMS, uh, the EMS world uh, of leadership. Uh, because of all the stuff of leadership out there, EMS is the most nuanced. Uh, it's the thing that we, EMS is all what we know about, but leadership is not always uh, the biggest thing uh, in EMS. Everybody wants to, you know, work from the boots on the ground. Hey, I just want to go run calls. But without leadership, we can't do um, what we do. And with poor leadership, um, we uh, can really get into some trouble. Absolutely. And I think uh, I think it's a good time to introduce a good friend of ours, a longtime friend of both of ours, mentor of mine. Uh, Brian Johnson is going to be part of this project with us. So, Brian, welcome. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's awesome to be with you guys, finally. Yeah, finally. give us some background, Brian. Who are you? What do you do? Yeah, uh, like I said, my name is Brian Johnson. I am the EMS coordinator for the City of Johns Creek Fire Department. I've done that for the last three months. Uh, I've been in the fire service 15 years and I've been a paramedic 13 of those 15 years. And you, uh, you've been teaching as well, right? How long have you been teaching? Yeah, I've been an adjunct instructor at Linear Tech probably since, uh, I don't know, probably about 10 years or so. Mm. So I've been doing that quite a while. So it's been good. And, uh, uh, Brian is a, he's like a little, little Yoda. Just like I don't even know how to, how to <laughs> but he says everything forwards, not backwards, so that's helpful. That's right. Forward, and I am the size of Yoda, yes. 
<laughs> I wasn't talking about that. I was just like, oh, okay. but, yes. but Brian, if you don't mind going to uh, some of the other things in leadership that you've done, I know that uh, there's a lot of ministry that you've done in reference to um, leadership and uh, some of the things that you've done that are kind of outside of the box that one wouldn't necessarily think about all the time. Yeah, I've been able to, you know, I feel very fortunate, Brandon, to have a lot of uh, mentors and people in my life for, for a really long time. And those people have instilled in me things that, you know, for, I'll remember forever. And growing up, you know, growing up without a father at a very young age um, left a huge deficiency in my life that I didn't realize I needed until I was much, much older. And after a lot of grief and pain and and heartache, you realize that you have these deficiencies. And without these mentors, uh, you're just kind of spinning your wheels and you're kind of just floating in midair for lack of better terms. And you, you realize you need, you need people in your life. So I've been able to to be around different people and experience different things. I'm definitely a student of leadership. There's things that I you know, I was listening to something uh, just before I got on this. And so it's, I never stopped learning and, and, and learning things about leadership and how the human psyche works and how we have, us as humans, how we, uh, we got, we got all kinds of issues and problems. So, so let me ask you, so with, uh, you know, the word leadership, um, you know, obviously that's a very broad term in a very broad use. Just from your perspective, number one, what do you consider leadership? And number two, what do you think is the biggest misconception about just the word leadership? Yeah, I think uh, leadership, if I had to sum it into one word, and that would be service. Uh, Leadership is serving. Leadership is telling people that hey, you are more important than I am. And we have, uh, we have the opportunity to do that every day when we think of our families and the people we have in our circle. So you can have people who think that, you know, I don't, I don't lead anybody. I'm not in charge of anything. Well, you actually do lead people. At a minimum, you have to lead yourself well, and you have to do that well. But you also have the people within your circle, whatever that looks like. And so I would say it's service. It's saying to others that, like, I really care about you. I care about you more than I care about myself. And in a culture, and in sometimes these, the jobs that we talk about, it has a tendency to be about me and what can I do and how do I get myself to the next level and, and get that next promotion and, you know, that sort of thing. So, I think that it has uh, leadership as a whole has been kind of, yeah, people can't touch it. And when people can't touch it, they don't really know what it means. So you talk about leading by example or servant leadership, and we can kind of talk a little bit about that because that's, that's something that is kind of, uh, you know, kind of learned something recently on that. Uh, but yeah, it's hard to people to, to grasp it. It really is. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, one thing that I'm excited about this project is the ability to kind of go a little deeper and get past the buzzwords. And, you know, Jason, you, you hinted at it at the very opening of this. There, there are so many people trying to dive into leadership. There's so many authors, so many, um, which not all of them are bad. 
some of them are absolutely fantastic and uh, have completely changed my perspective. But, you know, I think it's important that industry specific, the, the culture that we have within this industry, being able to dive in deep, get past the buzzwords um, and, and really focus on the common thread that is leadership. You know how. Go ahead. You know, that's my that's my biggest issue with the buzzwords, though, is is just like you're saying, is that uh, they become buzzwords or they become anecdotes or they become something that I'm going to preach to you as yeah. a quote rather than exactly, Brian, like what you said is, uh, you know, something that you're living. Mm-hmm. And I think that gets lost in um, not only all leadership in general, but especially in EMS. Um, you know, one of, one of the things that I want to kind of dive in uh, deeply, whether that's on this one or on a later one, is the what's better, a uh, promoting from within, leading, um, you know, leading from within as far as promotions or bringing people in from the outside. Um, you know, I think it just uh, brings with it, uh, again, Brian, as you, as you said, I love this word culture. Um, because it's not something that can be defined, but it's something that can be understood. Uh, and so, uh, like Brandon said, uh, we really want to dive into um, this area of um, not just making the buzzwords, talking about the buzzwords, but actually living them out. Yeah, and and I think that there is a a almost like a, a non tangible substance in between. It's leadership is the the connection. It's the thread that connects all of us. So, I mean, if we can kind of go into, you know, like Brian was hinting at earlier, the relationships, you know, leadership is a relationship. And so, you know, diving into the relationship between a student and an instructor or a student and another student or a paramedic and a supervisor, you know, so on and so forth, the, the bridge between all of those gaps. Absolutely. I think that, you know, we talk about relationships and they're extremely important, extremely, you guys know this, difficult, Uh, whether you're talking about your family or your work relationships. I mean, these people, like, they, they are awesome, but then they can just be so difficult to lead sometimes. And uh, that can be hard. But you know, the, the basis, and I think, I think the best place to start, Brandon, Jason, is talking about, you know, having having the ability to lead yourself the reason why i think leadership gets so anecdotal like you talked about jason is that we don't want to point to ourselves we want to just say that if i do better if i work harder then you're going to follow me more and i and i'm going to have more people follow me because i'm the best at what i do as opposed to hey you know what i actually struggle with a lot of things let me tell you all the things that i struggle with let me tell you how I'm working on myself and not from the like cheesy, you know, kind of, kind of way we sit here sometimes, but like I am extremely hard person to lead. And like, I'm not saying this about somebody else. I'm saying this about myself. Like when we wake up in the morning and we face that person in the mirror, that is the hardest obstacle we'll face mm. that day because we have issues. And we have tendencies and we have baggage and we struggle with self-awareness. You know, I heard, I heard someone talk recently. So the number one contributor you being successful in life is how much self-awareness you have. Are you aware of the person that you are? Are you aware of the situations you put yourself in? Are you aware of 
the things that you do, the way you respond to things. And I don't think that we're introspective enough when it's, when it comes to leadership, because that kind of can get like, Oh, that's kind of magical things, introspective, (laughs) spending time with your spell. No, I don't, I don't believe that at all. I mean, along the lines of self-awareness is, is something that I really believe in that's self-talk and that's, that's, that's truly talking to yourself and saying, Hey, Hey, Brandon, why do you, why, when a student says that thing and it, it just like pisses you off, like, why do you <laughs> respond that way? Well, it's easy for us to say because, well, they made me that way. They made me feel that way. Or this person cut me off and they made me angry. No, nobody makes you do anything. You, you got angry because you got stuff going on inside of you. And if you don't get to the root of some of those things that are going inside of you, you're not going to lead yourself very well. If you don't lead yourself very well, it's going to be impossible. And I mean yeah. impossible for you to lead anybody else. You just so can't do it. Do you think, um, for, this is for both of you, uh, we have uh, an issue in EMS um, or fire, you know, fire, fire and EMS, uh, whatever you want to call it, probably perhaps even uh, military or militaristic uh, styles, whether it's uh, going back to culture, whether it's the type of people that are involved. You know, one of the things that we do not do well with is, uh, you know, the old, you know, the critical incident stress debriefing, whether or not you buy into that, you know, there's some, there's some good data there. There's also a lot of data that says it doesn't necessarily help. But one of the things we don't do well in is talking things out, being vulnerable. Brian, do you see us in EMS even starting with a difficult culture to try to break through those things that you're talking about? Yeah, I see some glimpses of it. And you hit the you hit the nail on the head with the word vulnerability. Yeah. So what happens, Jason, when we talk about, you know, PTSD or the things that we see as a as a society, we we talk about critical incident stress. And I, I just me personally, these are just my feelings. You know, that's a that's a tough, uh, tough program to implement. It's tough to bring outside people in to talk about the things that you're feeling. To me, those things are resolved in those EMS fire stations, all those things. So if you, the system only works, Jason, if we have a bunch of people are saying, you know what, you know who struggles with anxiety? I do. You know who struggles with depression or drinking or name the thing? Yeah, I do. Hey, dude, if you ever want to talk about your struggle, uh, I'm pretty much a subject matter expert on struggles. We can talk about it. Yeah. And we don't do that. In a lot of these jobs, we posture and we pretense. I don't struggle with anything. Oh, dude, you're a mess. You're, you're going <laughs> to let that call? You're going to let that call bother you? Dude, you're weak. And so where we have to transition, Jason, is from this whole, hey, we need to talk about our feelings and, you know, we need to talk about that bad call. What just everyone just like uh, my two words for 2020 for both of you are stop it. Like, just stop it. <laughs> like, stop pretending like you have it all together because you really don't. Yeah. And when we have a system that is based on people that don't have it together, and I'm not talking about from a competency standpoint, I'm talking about like, hey, I know what to do in my job, 
I know how to innovate or start an IV, but man, I really don't know how to deal with my inner anger or me feeling depressed all the time. Mm. Hey, you know what? That's okay. We can work on that and we can come together and have a conversation about our struggles. Well, and because I think, it, no, 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 go ahead. Go ahead. No, because it's, you know, I say that it's cute sometimes, but you got the, the person, I'm not going to say guy or, you know, female or male, but you just, you talk to them and, and they've, and they've gone through difficult things in their life, Brandon, and they, oh, they're good. You know, and I, I say, I tell people all the time, stop saying the F word. Stop saying fine. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. That's fine. Yeah. I mean, you know, my, my dad died at a young age, but that's fine. There's no, you know, whatever. No big deal. Like, dude, are you serious? Like, <laughs> there are things, unbeknownst to you, systems and processes that have things been in motion that you just don't see. And that's because you don't have a lot of self-awareness. Because you don't understand that, like, that, that's affecting you. That's, that's really affecting you. And so anyway, yeah, no, no, that's, that's great. And I think it's incredibly important to recognize that. And I think you, you really, really, uh, speak about something that's, that's very, it's huge. I think you're very, you're, you're barely scratching the surface of something in that everybody is in a different level. When we talk about leadership, you know, everybody's in a different stage in their career, my biggest lessons over the past couple of years have been, Hey, you know what? You're, you're brand new at this thing. You need to, you need to know when to follow. And that has been one of the biggest lessons of, of my career thus far. You know, I may have a student who has a lot of life experience on me. I may be working with, with an EMT who's been an EMT for 25 years. And yeah, they may not know all the the doses of all these fancy drugs, but at the same time, they can manage a scene tenfold better than I can. And I mean, just in reference to you guys, you know, being able to just see the leadership characteristics and learning how to follow, being able to look at people and say, that's a good leader, that's a bad leader, so on and so forth. But knowing that I'm in that state, knowing that that's where I am, and I think that that's important for everyone. You know, I guess everybody is in different stages of leadership and knowing where you are knowing your weaknesses, like you're saying, that self-awareness, man, that's paramount. That is huge. So so let's kind of bring this around uh, to something a little specific here. I know as people are listening to this and starting to form opinions, or, or not opinions, but like, okay, we're talking about a certain characteristic and all of a sudden, oh, this person comes to mind, good or bad. Let's Let's start with, well, one of the reasons that we're doing this is because leadership in EMS sucks. I mean, let's be honest. We you know, all those things you're talking about, Brian, are great, but we're also now sh- swimming upstream with this mm-hmm. culture of everything you said to do is great, but it's seen as weakness. And yep. so we have to combat that. Let, let's bring this around to a little bit more specific. So when we talk about EMS leaders, um, let throw out a couple, um, wh- whether it's people that you know or just parodies of, uh, of EMS leaders. When we talk about just the way EMS is now, uh, good or bad, what, what are some, uh, you know, we used to call them, uh, the paramedic police, like, Oh, a guy's going to show up in a white shirt. You're about to get raked over the coals for something, probably a billing issue, not uh, so much a clinical issue. 
what are some what what are some things that you've uh, types of people and characteristics you've come across of uh, what we would consider a uh, quote unquote leader? Yeah, I think I think a common theme amongst people that I, I would say are good leaders are people that are just they're very inquisitive and they ask really good questions similar to what you two guys get, get to do on this podcast, but they, they like actually act like they care about you for that two minute interaction that you have with them. They're not distracted and they are just, they like seem like they're really into you and they really care about you. And so it's, I wish Jason that I could give you this like rocket science, like they do all these things and then they do that and but they just don't. And they just like, they like care and they, and they want to, and they would do anything for you and they, and they want to serve you and they, and they use the, uh, I hate to use the L word, but it's true. They're like, they love you. Like they, they truly care about you. And we think, oh my gosh, there you go. And I know we just lost probably a lot of listeners, but that's, <laughs> I mean, that's the truth. I mean, that's, that, that's genuinely the truth. Uh, you know, and you know, we I've seen lots of lots of bad pe- uh, leaders where they do the complete opposite, and it's posturing, mm. and it's pretensing, and like, y- and you have this aura about you that is like, man, I can't even talk to you, but you're in charge. You're the head of whatever. That's oof. That's not good. And we see tend to see more of the bad than we do the good. And it, and it skews us and it changes, you know, we have a negative view of it. And, um, but yeah, those, those are the two contrasting things that. that but I've share a couple of those see. specifics. You guys have been doing this a long time. Share some specifics of leaders um, that you've heard about, you know, this is a pretty small world. We don't want to get too specific on some of the people that we've worked with. They're listening to this going to go, Oh, you got to be kidding me. You're, you're calling me out on that. And um, you know, so like, you know, Oh, I'm not going to say his name, but his initials are Brandon Carey. Um, yeah. You know, that, that kind of, that kind of thing, but we've all been around um, certain styles of, uh, leadership. So when we talk about, let's talk, let's talk about bad leaders. G- give me some examples um, what you've seen as bad leadership, <laughs> unless it's just the exact opposite of what you were just talking about, Brian. They have to tell you that they're in charge. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I always like that. You know, they're in, you always know when they're in charge because they're telling you. Yeah. I'm Lieutenant so-and-so. Oh, okay. Well, my name's Brandon. <laughs> Well, yeah, let, that's me, your, let me just say that's a, yeah. Let yeah. me say though that's a that's a great point that I hadn't really considered too. Is that uh, why do we give these titles to each other? Yeah. You know, so, we, yeah, go ahead, go no, ahead. no. I mean, we just give these titles. They're arbitrary titles. Um, I, I can remember working with, and, and I and I say this out of love because I ended up just really, really. Uh, this guy was an incredible, one of the best leader by examples. Um, that I ever had when I, uh, one of the places I was working, but he was, he was a Lieutenant and every once in a while he would, he would, uh, ride the ambulance. He would sign the PCR Lieutenant, blah, blah, blah. And I, I just asked him like, why do you, why do you do that? Why? Well, cause I'm, I'm a Lieutenant. I'm like, well, the state doesn't care that you're a Lieutenant. They just care that you're an EMT. <laughs> like you can, 
you can sign your name Fuhrer. I mean, whatever you can name, you can, <laughs> you can add whatever title you want, but do we end up adding these titles to inflate arbitrarily inflate or, um, our egos or our, well, if you say captain and you, and one, one says captain, one says Lieutenant, well, we know which one is the leader. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what we do is, yeah, well, and so why people, I, say those words that I am chief so-and-so and we joke like, Oh, I didn't know your mom, you know, na- named you chief. That's, <laughs> that's interesting. Is that because it's telling in what they identify in that is their identity of who they feel like they are. And that's a problem. When you lead with titles, inevitably it automatically puts a barrier between the relationship. Like, well, I don't know Chief so and so, but I but I can know Brandon. Mm-hmm. I can know Jason. And I'm not sure the whole psyche of it, Jason, but it just does something. It creates a barrier. It says, Hey, I may I can't I can't mix uh business with pleasure. I can't I'm your boss. I can't be your friend. But like like not to get off subject, but that's something that like people still struggle with. Mm-hmm. Like how do you go from being a boss or being a subordinate to a boss? I had someone ask me that one time and I said, uh, a buddy to boss. I said, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me. Like either you're the same person all the time or you're not. Yep. Either you really care about them and you're relational and you you really like want to know things about them or you or you don't because it doesn't change when you get a certain position or a rank and it does to people and then they they have to figure out well how do I play catch up in relationships people have a hard time when they think about well I'm a boss now like what if I have to like discipline you listen the discipline takes care of itself that doesn't change anything as a parent to child, the discipline is you, I told you not to do this and you did it, but I still like really, really love you. And I still really, really care about you. And unfortunately you have this discipline that came with your actions, but it doesn't change anything about our relationship, Hmm. but it's all based on a relationship. And when it's not, then you get into these nuanced I'm your boss and I can't say these things and I, you know, we're not friends. We're only, you know, so yeah, people way smarter than me may do it better, but I, I just don't know how to exist in a space where we have titles and we have, you know, r- ranking and, and I'm, I'm, I'm more important than you and it's not a good environment. Yeah. And, and I think that that kind of gets in the way of the emotional intelligence of people. You know, and if you don't have emotional intelligence, that's not going to that relationship with a subordinate, with a student, with whoever, it's not going to work. And here's the thing. If you get promoted and you're still the same person, those people are going to want to make you look good. So the discipline's going to be, you know, it's it's not going to happen that often. Whereas if you do change into a different person, they're not going to care quite as much about making you look good anymore. They're going to worry about not screwing up. <laughs> That's a big difference. Yeah. And there are times, Brandon, that we need people to lead us, whether it's on calls or in situations, and we need people to step up and and do that. But then there's other times where 
you know, someone gets cancer mm. or somebody dies. And, and we don't need that same person anymore. Like we need someone to like truly be there for us and like care about us and say, hey, hey man, I know what you're going through. I know it sucks and I know it's hard, but I just want you to know that I am truly there for you and there with you. Like we need that a lot more than we need someone to know how to do something on a certain kind of call. And we like to pretend that our calls are the biggest percentage of the time we spend together. And they just factually are not. Mm -hmm. And so you may have that person that is lead by example, rah, rah, rah. And there are some great people out there that are just like really good at that. I'm, I'm not. And, but there are times where we don't need that person. We need someone to just kind of show genuine concern and care for like what's going on in our lives. So when we circle back, Jason, to talking about, you know, SISM and PTSD, I, I truly feel like at the heart of a lot of those issues we have in these jobs, if, if we were able to figure that out and just kind of knock down some of these walls and barriers that, uh, that exist within our profession, I feel like we'd be able to handle that a lot better and not be so shocked when somebody decides to take their life or, uh, you know, I've had, I've asked multiple people that have had relationships with people who have taken their life. And I asked them, I said, tell me about so-and-so. And they said, well, you know, I worked with them a lot, but I just, I don't know. I, I didn't really know a lot about him. He just kind of kept to himself. I'm like, are you like, you're not serious, are you? And they're dead. They're, they're very serious. Like that's how we exist. And it's no wonder we have some of the issues, um, not just, not just suicide, but just other issues we have within our profession that, holy cow, what, what are we doing? Let me throw out one more, one more buzzword, and this is just to kind of hit this topic because, again, we can do an entire another discussion on this, um, is the term burnout. Um, and I absolutely despise the term burnout. In fact, uh, I, I despise it because I've uh, worked with people that were like, oh, I'm just burned out. Like, really? After six months? Yeah. This is, I mean, you literally do this for six months and you're, you're quote unquote burned out. I, I, I'd like to actually do an entire discussion on burnout. But do you think that this uh, quote unquote toxic leadership, poor leadership, whatever is, do you, the two of you think that that is what leads to what we may consider burnout i think it uh it definitely i don't i don't think burnout is the correct thing that is happening i think it's more of like a numbing i think when you have a toxic leader you become numb to that and essentially you don't care to try anymore you don't care you don't care to care if you know that you have toxic leadership essentially if if you do something great you know, they're not going to celebrate it. If you do something bad, they're going to amplify it. So essentially, you're afraid to try because you don't want to fail and you no longer care to succeed. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I have to agree with Brandon. I think it, I think it does. And something that, um, yeah, it, it, it just kind of weighs on you. And you can say that, you know, I'm fine. I don't, it doesn't bother me that, that, toxicity is it's fine I just kind of when I go home I just I just turn it off 
and you don't. And, and the reality is, is that you carry that with you when you go home and you start to, because you have to compartmentalize it, Jason, you have such a bad environment where you work. And so you compartmentalize it as a survival, as a coping mechanism. Well, the problem with that, and we can talk, you know, for an hour about this, is that you start to compartmentalize all your relationships in your life. And relationships don't work very well being compartmentalized. So you take a toxic leader lording over you as an organization, and then you take, you know, some of the calls we run. And by the way, I'm not talking about the bad calls. And Brandon, you and I have talked about this, like, man, we don't do a very good job of preparing students for like grandma falling <laughs> three times after midnight. Yeah. Like, like Jason, I'll, I'll challenge you in this. Like, like, how do you do those calls? Like psychologically, I went to EMT school to run these kind of calls. And now I'm running this kind of call over and over and over again. Oh my gosh. I think I'm going to have a breakdown. Yeah, that's a good, that's a great point. Um, but I guess if we advertise that that's how uh, class would be, we wouldn't get anybody. I mean, no one says, uh, "Hey, so why'd you want to become an EMT or paramedic?" Oh, so I can go pick up Grandma when she falls after midnight. Or we'd get all the wrong people. <laughs> yeah, really. Those are the really yeah. That'd be kind of creepy if that's hey, I got into this so I could pick up Grandma. Yeah, midnight. That's uh, you know that's kind of that's kind of weird. But uh, you know, your point, Brian, is. Uh, is exactly exactly correct and i think we do a disservice when we um misrepresent the work that we do and that's not just ems that's healthcare i mean you ask a you know an er physician what's the what's the most common type patient you see it's not a multi systems trauma um yet uh like you said that's what we train for yeah, and I think we just have to prepare the student. Yeah, we can't prepare them from, but we have we can prepare them and, hey, you have to have, you can't allow those things to bother you. I know that grandma has fallen for the third time tonight, but dude, we have to treat this call because you cannot allow yourself to slip. Because when you start to slip, uh, and what I mean by slipping is saying, this is bull crap. This is no big deal, right? The obvious thing is that we miss things. Brandon, I know you're really passionate about thoroughness and not missing things, but like you, unbeknownst to, to you, you start a chain reaction within yourself that leads you down a very dangerous, bad path. Because now uh, all calls are bullcrap. Um, and I'm overgeneralizing, but, you know, a lot of people are bullcrap. <laughs> and you know i don't even like you anymore i don't even really think i like this job anymore like i can show you uh so for instance you know just to give an illustration to the, to the listeners and it's kind of hard to imagine but you know a lot of times we'll be in a picture a parking lot with a bunch of lines jason uh parking stalls and what happens a lot of time in leadership is You'll be in a, in a parking stall, and that just kind of represents your life. And sometimes in life, we can end up all the way at the other end of the parking lot. And we wonder, how did I get to this place? 
how did I get to this place where I don't like this job anymore? I don't even like people. I don't like my relationships. I don't like this, this, this. Well, how we get there is that we give ourselves permission to cross one line at a time. And then we move to the next stall. And then, you know what? No big deal. I'm just going to do this, cross another line. And by the end of a 5, 10, 30, 50 years, a lifetime, we're at a place that we never imagined we, were, we would be at. And we have no idea how we got there. And so those things kind of creep up on us. And, and it speaks to having those people in your life to, to be able to point those things out. Like, like, dude, I know that grandma fell. This, we're on the third time. But you need to get it together, dude. We have a job to do. Like, you can't allow yourself to, to get to that place. I'm not talking about like, oh, we need to take this serious because uh, she could have a, you know, a hip fracture and we got to treat it. And blah. No, no. Okay, stop with the dramatics. Like, you're doing something to yourself on the inside that is extremely dangerous. Thanks, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was that thinking. Part out. That's what <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, you were just you saw that, that last you saw night. That one with Joe, Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you see that? I didn't oh, yeah. see it. Brandon was telling about it last night. <laughs> so funny. You, you, you hear the ding, and then Joe Rogan's like, "Oh man!" He's like looking around. He's like, "What was that?" And then it happens again, and Joe's like looking at his producer. He's like, and then third time, he's like, "Man, what? What?" What is that noise? Oh, sorry, brother. That's my email, man. <laughs> You've been listening to Medic Class Citizen. If you like what you heard, check out our website at www.medicclasscitizen.com. Also, find us on social media where you can follow, like, subscribe, and share. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and we also have videos on YouTube. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.